Blog Talk Radio. Hey y'all, it's Chad Bearden and you're listening to Weekdays with Murph. I'm trying to remember someone I can't forget. Like a song I don't know that I can't get out of my Hi, listeners, and welcome to another edition of Weekdays with Murph. Uh, today on the show, we welcome super talented singer-songwriter Kristen Brown. We'll, uh, I've talked with, with uh, Kristen about her career, music, and, and, and anything she's working on that uh, she can talk about. This is going to be fun, folks. And if you've heard, heard the name Kristen Brown before, no, you're not crazy. We act... We, uh, we actually had 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 her on the show a few years ago with with her uh, uh, former band Auburn uh, Auburn Road. So that being said, let's go ahead and welcome uh, um, the lovely Miss uh, um, um, Kristen Brown to the show. Hey, Kristen, how are you? Hello. Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, thank you for doing this again today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's great to talk to you again. Absolutely, and and I just uh, and I figured I'd throw in that that uh, that Alvin Road reference for uh, nostalgia's sake. Oh, absolutely! Oh my goodness, very best, love them. <laughs> That's been at least four or five years ago that uh, that we uh, had the band on. It's been at least what four or five years ago now, I think. You know, I think you're right, and that is so crazy to think that that much time has passed. I feel like it went by super fast. Uh, seriously, I mean, it's uh, it's uh, it's crazy how how time flies. And speaking of that, I just cele- I just celebrated the show's ten year anniversary this past Saturday. I saw that. That is so exciting, and congratulations! Like. And thank you for everything that you do for artists that are starting up, artists who have been around. You are amazing, and what you do is completely worth Thank you so much for everything. Well, I appreciate that. And uh, and and surprisingly enough, I didn't I didn't cry on air this past Saturday, surprisingly enough. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, not on the air at least, maybe before or after. <laughs> Oh, trust me, there were tears shed after, but not on the air. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And never let them see you sweat. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Even from the eyes, even from the eyes. <laughs> exactly, right. So, uh, uh, what have you been up to? Oh, my goodness. So, I have been basically performing every weekend since, I think it was the beginning of May. Every week and then throughout so throughout the week on weekdays and then on the weekends I've had shows consistently, which is I'm so grateful for. Uh, but it's been a lot of performing, a lot of writing. Right now I am in the middle of putting together uh, my first single, and I'm trying to decide between three different songs. So naturally I'm trying to get the production done on all of them at the same time. Uh, I'm really excited. I have a few of Luke Bryan's guys who are going to play on the record, which I'm so grateful for. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was funny. They asked me, they said, is it okay if we get back to you with the tracks in about a week? You know, we're going on the road with Luke. And I was like, yeah, that's totally fine. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's perfectly fine. Take all the time you need. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> right? I'm like, that's Luke Bryan, and I'm a singing teacher, I think. <laughs> I think he has seniority there. Um, but I'm very yeah. grateful to have them on the record. And then, right. yeah, I'm hoping that will come out. My guess is probably going to be around February, top of the year. Because um, okay. when it comes to Christmas time again, I'm going to do another push. I wrote a Christmas song last year that I put out. Uh, I fully produced it myself. I edited the video. I did a lot of the hands-on work for it. Um, but it it ended up getting pretty good reception. I was really grateful for how people how people took it in and how they related to it. And that one's called Christmas Spirit. Uh, it's online everywhere. But I'm excited to finally get to start singing that one again since I only get to sing it for a month out of the year. <laughs> <laughs> right. I understand. Uh, now, now, let me ask you this. Uh, uh I know a couple of years ago, uh, uh, crap hit the fan a couple of years ago, with yeah, with 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 uh, COVID and everything shutting down. Uh, um, let me ask you this: uh, when all that happened, uh, as an artist, and of course, uh, um, the music industry just went went uh, down the tubes, basically. <laughs> uh, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, was there ever a moment? Where you thought, oh, crap, my career is over? I mean, the part at the, I mean, the very, very beginning when everything was shutting down, because, I mean, things were working pretty consistently, and then it felt like everything just stopped. And not even a, like a slow down stop. It was very sudden in terms of now the states closed down, the countries closed down, and then it was the world was closed down. And you never felt time move quite like during especially those first few year, uh, first couple the first year or so of the pandemic especially you just felt the time moving past you and all the stuff that you had planned that you wanted to do musically and i know everybody felt that whether or not they were in music they had all the stuff they were looking forward to whether it be college graduations weddings like all of that stuff and everybody had to just put life on pause um and i remember thinking oh my gosh when is everything going to open again? I have never missed the stage more in my entire life. I've never gone that long, not performing. Um, But at the same time, I wanted, I live in an autoimmune household and I knew that I wanted my family to be safe. I knew I wanted people who would come see me to be safe. So I probably put it off a little longer than I maybe even needed to, but I wanted to make sure it was safe for everybody to come and enjoy music and not have to worry. And, you know, there's still a little bit of worry out there and, it's not over, but we're all still trying to pick up our lives and live this new normal. But I do remember thinking, when am I going to get to release music? When do I get to sing music? And just waiting for a time, but you didn't have a day. You didn't have a, well, it's only a month. It's only two months. And every time you thought you had a day, that moved. And I do remember that very vividly. Uh, I remember uh, 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 my first memory of things shutting down was I was actually watching a March Madness, uh, oh yeah, a basketball game, and uh, well, actually I was following it on Twitter, and uh, and I noticed some tweets saying, um, the teams aren't coming back out of the locker room after halftime, hmm. and and the and the announcers were like, what's happening, and, and then uh, um um um. Um, a few minutes later, that they essentially told everybody to uh, clear the arena, the game's off. 
And then wow. And then as uh, as as time went on, I started figuring out. I'm like, oh crap, this is real. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, my my best friend went to school in Santa Clara, where they had some of the first cases that were identified in California. And mm-hmm. we were talking fairly recently, and I was like, remember when you can narrow down how many? And you could count them on two hands. And we knew where yeah. they were, and I was like, and then it just it picked up so quick. But, you know, it's absolutely gut-wrenching and horrible that time was for, you know, just as not just the nation, but for the whole world losing so many people right. that, like, that we love, people that we know, and it was just such an uncertain time that nobody had experienced before. So no one knew the pro, like no one knew what to do. And so right. we all kind of found that time together. But I, I did have a really great group of friends. A lot of us are in either performing arts or even the ones that are in more of your traditional jobs. We all talked about, okay, what can we do to make the most out of everything? And I don't think I've written that much in such a short amount of time, and I wrote music. Everybody found these other hobbies that they had always wanted the time to do, and they said, mm-hmm. I'm, instead of being upset, I'm going to make the most of it. And I, I think that it helped a lot of people's mental health as well as it kind of took back, but I think if you really kind of sat down and said, I'm going to make the most of this, I think we all found some stuff that we didn't know that we were good at or stuff that we ever thought we would do. And I think that's one thing that if you had to find a silver lining in any of it and find the good in it is that I think it inspired even a whole new era of music too, which will be really great to hear now. Uh, oh, I totally agree. And, and, and i tell you one thing, uh, uh, for probably a year, year and a half, I think it was Instagram and Facebook live got to work out. Oh, yes, they did. And then YouTube Live came in. They wanted to play. It was wild. I, I've never – I'm trying to figure out technology so quick. Right. I mean – I'm like, maybe up here. Uh, like, like I'd be sitting there on on Instagram, and I'm just scrolling, and then there's like 15 lives. I'm like, what is going on right now? Oh, yeah. And it's people doing, like, living room concerts. It's people baking mm-hmm. banana bread in their kitchen or making bread mm-hmm. from scratch or just right. sitting there talking. And exactly. it's so fun to see how people got creative and what they did with their time. I I definitely went through the banana bread, the, the banana bread phase. Oh, my goodness. I've never made that much banana bread in my life. And I don't think I've made any sense. But I remember that part, and it was hilarious. I will tell you this, though. Um, getting back to uh, all the all the artists going live and stuff, um, the music industry, although uh, they couldn't put on, on live in-person shows, they showed up. Yeah, absolutely. I remember seeing Stage Couch. And after I was done mm-hmm. laughing my butt off because of how clever that was, I thought <laughs> that about was it pretty was awesome, amazing. And so, and then even to the CMAs and ACMs. So, right. especially the CMAs, my dad and I watch every year. They're always right around my birthday, so it was always mm-hmm. a we're gonna sit down, we're gonna watch it. If you don't watch it live, you are not on your phone <laughs> until we sit down and watch it because we're not gonna know what happens. 
And right. when everybody was performing in their house, I remember finding that so cool because it was a new level of intimacy when it came to hearing your favorite artist. And I thought that was <laughs> such a clever way to do it. Uh, okay, now, uh, uh, sort of uh, switching gears here, uh, uh, I did have have uh, uh, something else I wanted to ask you. Uh, you've been yes. in the music industry for many, many years at this point. Uh, what's the biggest lesson that this industry taught you? I think, you know, that's a really good question because you learn a lot at the various ages. So I started really trying to take this seriously. I've always sang my entire life, uh, but I really started taking it seriously at around 13. And you learn something new at every milestone as you would in life in music. So when you're 16, you realize, oh, I really need to know who I am as you go into this. Know who you want to be, what kind of music that you want to make. When you're 18, you learn that you need to be vocal about it, and it's okay to be vocal about it, and say, this is what I think, and to have your opinion. At 21, you're now at the, am I going to make music like I did when I was a little bit younger? Can my music grow up with me? And I think that you learn lessons through music like you do regularly in life. But I would say the overall umbrella one is know who you are and be okay to say it. I love it. Uh and and just to kind of sort of sort of uh, piggyback off off of what you were saying, uh, before I got into um, covering music eight years ago, uh, 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 my view of the music industry was this: you you make a record, um, um, get it on the radio, boom, instant success. No, ma'am, yeah. that's not how it works. <laughs> that's absolutely not Wouldn't how that it works. Be awesome, though? <laughs> oh man, it 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 would be so awesome. I mean, I mean, I have so many friends in this industry that 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 if it worked that way, they'd be as big as Garth Brooks right now. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's not everybody. There's definitely a formula with the kind of music that people like and you can kind of find it in country if you really look into it you can you can try and make music like what's really popular but you never know it's all one right. big guessing game and how people are feeling and where the world's at it all changes i had a conversation so like i said earlier i'm a singing teacher and so i teach singing lessons and i teach some songwriting classes and i had a student ask me well can i can we just write a song that's going to make me famous and i said if we all knew how to do that we, if we knew how to do that, exactly, exactly. And so, uh, and it's it's so much fun, and it's hilarious when um, I have, especially the younger writers, where I feel terrible that I have to break it to them. <laughs> a lot more than that. Uh, right. You're definitely right. It's it's really funny. You know, uh, you know, and I've been around this industry long enough uh, to know. Uh, I've seen the grind. I, I I've seen the highs and lows of, uh, of this industry by just just uh, talking to friends. Uh, I think uh, the music industry is one of the hardest, if not the hardest, uh, 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 business to get into. Oh, yeah. It's pretty tough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and speaking of that also, uh, uh, when you were talking about about 
uh, finding newer stuff uh, in country music. Uh, I love the genre blending of this industry right now. I mean, you've got country mm-hmm. pop, you've got country soul, you've got country R&B. I mean, it's um, the industry mm-hmm. right now. I I, I think is is uh, is the best it's ever been. Yeah, it's amazing. I feel like it's very honest. It's very people showing you who they are. Like how I was saying how it's important to know who you are. It's people going, I'm not one thing. Because we all grew up differently. We all have different backgrounds. And the thing that unites us is some of the country traditional, the traditional lyrics. And then the other things we listened to growing up, no one listens to just one thing. And so the fact that all music is blending into what everybody each individual person is is something really special to hear and to listen to and see and yeah. Oh, totally. Uh, and and me personally, as a music fan, I listen to it all. I mean, if you if you go down uh, the playlist on my phone, you'll you'll see things from from a Def Leppard to uh, a Breland to Alan Jackson to to. Mm-hmm. Uh, to a Matchbox 20. I mean, I'm all over the map. Yeah, Yeah, I love that. Hey, you have to be. It's one big melting pot of all things musically because every genre has something special to offer. And the fact that we're able to combine some of our favorite parts of each genre is is awesome. (laughs) Oh, I totally agree. And, And another reason I got into... Uh, covering this industry is is I love this industry with literally every fiber of my being, and and I want to mm-hmm. see it uh, uh, um, uh, um, continue to 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 uh, survive and thrive. You know. Oh, absolutely. Uh, okay. Uh, 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 let me ask you this. Uh, 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 professionally speaking, what is the is the best thing that's ever happened to you? Oh my goodness, Cody, you got a good question. Hmm. <laughs> Man, you know I've had a lot of really great opportunities in terms of performance and the people that I've gotten to meet and be around while they performed. You know. Back with Auburn Road, we opened for Roscoe Flatts and Toby Keith. And then just recently uh, in Folsom, I opened for Ben Haggard, uh, which is Ben and Mill Haggard, which are Merle's, Merle's sons. And so getting to see other artists who have made such an impact and been such a staple in the community, it's been really great to watch them. I don't know. If I had to do performance parts, I would say watching people who have made their name being completely who they are, who they are, that was amazing. And then just on the personal front, the behind closed doors aspect of it was best thing that ever happened to me was learning, really paying attention and learning how to record, how to edit, how to really make my voice be what I want it to be and send a message with it that way and do the work in that. And all the behind closed doors work was the best thing that ever happened to me. Like, the stage stuff is so fun, and it's memories I'll hold on to forever. But genuinely, the work and the teachers that I've had who taught me what I know how to do, I'm I'm grateful for that more than really anything. Nice. And and 
And I noticed you said uh, you got to watch uh, uh, some of these these uh, bigger name artists do uh, do the thing uh, after opening for them. Uh, I have a quick story for you. Uh, um, this was probably three or four years ago now. I got a chance to meet Garth Brooks. <laughs> I would lose my mind. <laughs> it, all right. Uh, now, I follow the 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 Listening Room Cafe on 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 social media. So, so I was scrolling one day through uh, through Instagram, and uh, and then I noticed they 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 put up a post that said said like Garth was playing there uh, uh, one night in June, and I'm like, wait, Garth playing at the Listening Room? That just does not happen anymore. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Garth playing those small venues just does not happen. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, luckily, I have family that lives about probably ten to fifteen minutes uh, outside of downtown Nashville. Uh, so I called him up. I said, okay. "Hey, I said, hey, um, I- I'm Garth Brooks is playing the the listening room on your birthday. Do you want to go?" Um, and she's like, "Dude, you're kidding me? <laughs> of course <laughs> I want to go." So. So, mm-hmm. so we went, and and Garth was just Garth. I mean, he he played for probably forty five minutes, and he just uh, blew the blew the roof off the place totally. So, uh, oh yeah, I don't doubt it. Uh, uh, so after the show, I'm sitting there talking to a friend of mine that that I met during the show, uh, and and if anybody out there knows my mom. This is totally on brand for her. Uh, uh, she uh, she walks up to me and says, "Hey, follow me." I'm like, "Where are we going?" Somehow or other, this woman talks her way backstage, finds Garth's security guard, uh, uh, tells him what a big fan I am. He tells Garth. Garth says, "I bring him on back. I'd love to meet him." So, oh, we. You're living my we dream. Go back. You're living my dream right now. <laughs> <laughs> we go back, and it's absolute madness back there, as as any any backstage area would be. It's absolute madness. Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, so I'm sitting there. Uh, a guard comes up, guitar case in one hand, so I shake his hand, and I'm pretty sure I called him Mr. Brooks, because at that point, my yeah. mouth and my brain. We're not working properly, <laughs> so I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and you're like, and this is Garth. Are we on a first name basis, or where are we at here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure no part of me was working. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, uh, and I was kind of expecting a quick thirty second, "Hey, how you doing?" Uh, uh, nice to meet you, sort of meet and greet thing. No. Mm-hmm. This man sits down with me and proceeds to have a a full on ten to fifteen minute conversation about a people that influenced him as he was coming up. I'm like, wow, who does this anymore? Who actually does that anymore? He is the cool. Literally, when I say when I'm like, you're living my dream. Absolutely, him, Garth Brooks. I saw him a few years back, and by a few years, I mean many, many years, <laughs> but 
uh, we went for my mom's birthday, and we were fifth row, and I, it was my first Garth Brooks concert. I'm wearing the T-shirt from 19 years ago when my parents went, and at the time, I was this dude is insane. He's running around the stage. He's performing forever. Everybody's losing their minds, and then you really hear him talk, and there's he's so genuine, and he's so successful Absolutely. and so genuine and so kind and so giving with what he does that there's no way you don't love Garth Brooks. There is a literally no lie. I thought that I there, there was a magnet on my parents' fridge of Garth Brooks from probably the 80s. My entire life I thought that was just someone maybe we were related to. I didn't know why someone else's picture was on our fridge because it was only <laughs> grandparents at the time. And I was like, we must be related to him. And they said, no, sweetie, that's Garth Brooks. It's Garth. Literally, my family and Garth Brooks. So... <laughs> I that is awesome. a legend. Right? And for years and I thought that. I was like, why do we have a magnet, a, a blue magnet of a guy in a cowboy hat on our fridge? Like, do we know him? And there we go. There we had it. it oh, my gosh. Rough. That is awesome. And uh, and during that conversation with with Garth, uh, I told him what I do uh, here on the podcast, talk to to up-and-coming uh, independent artists on a weekly basis. He tells me this, Kristen, and I promise you, I will take this to my grave. He says, and I quote, good, uh, we need more people like you out there supporting independent artists. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. I was absolutely. like, that is like God coming down and saying, son, you're doing something right. And he did it through another god himself. Like <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So I was like and and uh, when we left, uh I looked at mom, I'm like, Did that just actually happen back there? <laughs> that is an absolute yeah, I mean, pinch me moment. Completely. And and I've met I've met a more artist like that and and I can honestly say, uh, the country industry, that they, uh, whether you're you're uh, just starting out in your career or you're Garth Brooks level, they will absolutely treat mm-hmm. you like family. It's not even close. Oh yeah, it's such a family-oriented genre, which is one of the reasons why I love it so much. I mean, my dad, so he's a professional bass fisherman, so he grew up in those worlds are intertwined. So I remember he would right. tell me he went fishing with, like, Merle back in the day. He'd go to all their concerts. They would do all that kind oh, of nice. stuff. And then he – my dad found out about CDs from Merle Haggard. Merle held him up and said, this is the future of music, and everybody called him crazy. He was like, these are called CD, and it was like this whole thing. But I just remember my dad telling me about all this, and the main thing that came down to it was – Everybody respected everybody, and no one was more important than anybody. And it was just whatever they could do for you, they were going to do. And I think Absolutely. That that's one of the most special things about this genre, especially. Oh, a thousand percent. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, last question I've got for you before we we let you go, because I know you've got uh, things to do. Uh, uh, it, <laughs> Is there anything that we uh, haven't covered today that you'd like to talk about? Um, 
mainly if anybody would like to give me a follow and follow my musical journey and if you're if I'm going to be in your city and you want to come to a show, which I would love, uh, you can find all my information at Kristen Brown Music pretty much everywhere. So that's K-R-I-S-T-E-N Brown Music. I kept the last two words easy. Um, and then you can also find me on my website, which is kristenbrownofficial.com, where I have everything listed out in terms of my events, new music that's coming out. I update it almost every week. Sometimes it's every other week, but I try and be on it as much as I can. Uh, but I make sure that stays updated so you can always keep an eye out for all that fun stuff. But more importantly than everything, thank you so much for having me. This has been such an honor getting to talk to you again. We have to do this more often because you're a blast. Oh, a thousand percent. We uh, Let's not wait another four or five years for this. <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. I'm, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, uh, this has been so much fun, Kristen. Uh, thank you again for doing this. Thank you so much for having me. And I will talk to you very soon and not at all in four to five years. Like, we'll be <laughs> Absolutely. <than> <laughs> um, awesome. Before we let you, uh, before we let you go, uh, uh, it, if there's ever anything that I can do for you, I don't care what it is, uh, um, don't ever hesitate to reach out, okay? You are amazing. Thank you so much, Cody. All right, I'll I'll talk to you later, Kristen, okay? Awesome. Have a great rest of your day. All right, you too. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, hope you guys enjoyed our interview with uh, the lovely Miss uh, Kristen Brown. Uh, let's see. Before I get out of here, I did want to mention that, that next Tuesday at uh, 4.30 Central, we welcome uh, um, Country Music Trio... Uh, uh, the hills to the show. So I think with that, I think I'm going to end the episode right here. Uh, you've been listening to uh, Weekdays with Murph. Thank you and goodbye.